Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. The world of commerce is fast-paced and constantly changing. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, enables commerce leaders to turn possibilities into reality. Commerce Tools helps businesses go from underperforming to overachieving, and from keeping up to setting the pace, all at a lower total cost. Go to commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's October 30th, 2023. And this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, HomeGoods shut down their e-commerce platform. Overstock changes its name to Beyond. Can we tap the brakes on the TikTok and Amazon comparisons? Update on retail inventory heading into the holidays. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first in our shopping cart full of news, Home Goods chooses shutdown over replatforming their Oracle ATG stack. You know that time growing up when you had that old dog and one day your parents said they were going to take it out to the country and then they came back and you asked them, where's the hell's the dog go? Well, Ricky, that dog is in a better place now. Well, whatever that better place is, that just describes what Home Goods just did when they put a bullet in their e-commerce website rather than choose to replatform. Home Goods was owned by TJ Maxx. It was on the Oracle ATG stack with a hit list of vendors such as Insighton, one of the personalization vendors that Kibo sold off, Adobe Target and Analytics, and a long line of other expensive vendors that their off-price business model truly cannot support. There are many Oracle ATG refugees, even in this audience, who are in the midst of figuring out what to do next. If you ask my opinion, and of course no one did, this is what happens to e-commerce platforms that try to expand too far. In order to move up and to the right in some arbitrary quadrant, You have to either build a bunch of things you have no business building or acquire a bunch of companies you have no business acquiring. Pick one of these two bad options. There has to be a better way, right? My take on the whole replatform question is that any decision has to start from three fundamental questions you ask yourself. And these are, first, what is our reason for existing? Second, Can an integrated digital experience enhance and support that vision from awareness through to loyalty? Notice I said digital experience and not e-commerce. E-commerce is in service of the entire experience and not everything is about a transaction. Third, what constraints does our financial model demand and how can new digital experiences enhance or improve our financial model over time? My experience is if you start from these three simple questions, you can't go too far wrong in your journey. If you'd like help with your replatform journey, don't hesitate to reach out to me for help. Our second story. Overstock changes its name to Beyond. This last week, Overstock has released its plan to change its name again. The current name is Bed Bath & Beyond, which it recently purchased the rights to. Now the company would like to be referred to as Beyond, like the artist formerly known as Overstock. Beyond what? That part is unclear. Beyond all recognition? Beyond all hope? Beyond the pale? 
Here are the details that will be effective as of November 6th. The overstock stock market ticker symbol will change from OSTK to BYON on the New York Stock Exchange. That's it. There's no more details. Apparently, a name change is actually the entire strategy. Same discount overstocked merchandise, new name, now one that no one even recognizes. I guess one question I have is why you pay $21 million for a franchise which had stores all over America that consumers recognize only to change your name five minutes after you acquire it. I guess it's true what Shakespeare said. What's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. What would Shakespeare have said about renaming a poop emoji? Our third story. Can we tap the brakes on the TikTok and Amazon comparisons? A recent article in the Wall Street Journal kind of set me off this week when it asked if Amazon has a major new competitor in TikTok. Seriously, can we look at this comparison again? Amazon is a logistics monster with the very best distribution and delivery network in the world. TikTok is a content-driven discovery engine. The two companies are not even comparable. The best TikTok can be is a place for influencers to help consumers discover and research either a very high margin, i.e., how much do you think a pop dart actually costs to make, or luxury items like a high-end stroller. It's due to the economics of the channel and the inclination of influencers to gravitate to the biggest payouts on either the most considered or the biggest impulse purchases. Are you going to stop going to malls with your friends because you're on TikTok? Nope. Something you saw on TikTok might drive you into the mall, however. Are you going to stop shopping at Walmart because you're on TikTok? Nope. A beauty technique you learned on TikTok might encourage you to try a new product, though. Are you going to stop the subscribe and save you have on Amazon because you're on TikTok? No, again. Those paper towels are likely essentials and will never even show up there. In short, TikTok is about awareness and research consideration for certain types of products. For purchases, except on cheap impulse items, consumers are still going to go shop around with other outlets to make sure they have the best price. Put another way, if TikTok becomes primarily an e-commerce engine, it will lose what makes it TikTok. I'd go there to entertain and unwind. If every 10th video tries to entertain and sell me something, sure, I can tolerate that. More than that, sorry, I'll pass. If I'm considering a product, TikTok can help me research it but a lot of essential purchases don't fall in that bucket, which actually means that most of retail, including the heart of Amazon and Walmart's business, it's completely off limits to it. It still doesn't mean that there aren't interesting reasons to be on TikTok, but a brand's success will ultimately depend on category, use case, and economics for the channel. And our last story. Update on retail inventory heading into the holidays. Retail Dive recently reported on some data from Matthew Shea, the head of the National Retail Federation, and it's given his update on retailer health as we prepare for this holiday season. Inventory levels have returned to pre-pandemic levels overall. Many major retailers have seen their inventory levels fall throughout the year. On the consumer front, September retail sales have flashed a few warning lights. Sales came in up 3.4% this year-over-year in September, which may indicate a softer-than-expected holiday season. Some of the declining categories, including electronics at a 2.5% down year-over-year and furniture and home improvement sales down 6.5% year-over-year. A lot of the spend seems to be moving to travel and experiences. 
What seems to be happening in the market is that higher income shoppers are driving all the results. Below that level, consumers still seem to be on the lookout for deep discounts to justify any big purchases, at least according to a recent bank rate consumer survey. The bottom line for retailers could be that in a race between sales growth and inflation, inflation is likely to win this year across the board, and that is not a great result for the industry, despite the fact that I'm sure there will be some bright spots. Hey, Watsonians. Did you know that Goop has launched a new mass beauty brand? If you were in our online community, you would. To stay on top of what's going on in e-commerce and join the conversation, visit community.rmwcommerce.com today. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform near the end of its life, the entire business was at risk, including the ability to serve customers. By switching to Commerce Tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision for connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing its position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at commercetools.com today. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, Ergo raises $1.5 million pre-seed funding. Ergo, a pricing startup that enables customers to negotiate personalized pricing, has raised a $1.5 million pre-seed round. Is this a commerce or a finance business? Asking for a friend. Second, Pair Eyewear announces $75 million Series C funding round. Pair Eyewear raised $75 million in Series C funding to invest in its lens factory automation technology and expand its product line. Third, beauty wholesale platform Jor raises $25 million. B2B wholesale platform Jor has raised $25 million, which will be used to invest in its platform for brands and retailers, enter new categories, and invest in its embedded checkout solution, Jor Pay. Is this another platform going down the payments route? Sure sounds like it. While the press release is bright and cheery, the debt raised indicates its primary purpose is to be a lending money, not investing in the future. Fourth, Rider acquires impact fulfillment services. Rider acquired impact fulfillment services for undisclosed terms, and it will place IFS co-packaging and co-manufacturing services into the Rider CPG vertical. Rider expects to add $250 million in annual revenue as it will add complementary services to its current offering. And finally, Steve Madden acquires brand Almost Famous. Steve Madden acquired privately held apparel brand Almost Famous for $52 million in cash. Almost Famous adds women's and junior apparel and strength in value price channels to Steve Madden's apparel business. Today's final word for the week of October 30th is weekend, as in the Watson weekend. If you haven't heard, we're starting a new venture here in the world of Watsonians, and it's called the Watson Weekend. Isn't that a cool name? The Watson Weekend is the bookend show to the wildly successful The Watson Weekly hosted by me. We wanted to create a space to have an engaging and irreverent discussion about our industry in general, and we will have guests. We will have a set of topics to discuss on the show, but this is also designed to be a space where great personalities shine. 
We won't always agree on everything, but we will have good opinions, thoughts, and idea sharing. Check out our first Watson Weekend show at 12 noon Eastern on November 3rd on my LinkedIn or YouTube. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Jose Baez, production manager, Gabriela Montequin. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts.